What was Mad Max 3? Was It was Beyond Thunderdome. It was Beyond Thunder. Okay. Yeah. Tina Turner. We don't need another hero. Yeah, exactly. WWE needs a hero right now. (laughs) (laughs) Who's it going to be? Who's going to step up? Someone needs to step up. So I have a story that I think the Thunderdome is my fault. I manifested it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I just, watching the show, I realized, you know, we were in a Zoom world, like, just put a bunch of screens up. But now it's turned into a monster that I don't like, I don't recognize, and I want it to go away. Wait, you did say that. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Put up screens. Yeah, and, it, and then NBA did it, but they did it right. It's real people live sitting there. Yeah. And WWE started with that. They don't do that anymore. So they started banking all these recordings of people's heads. And now you are basically directing the audience of just like, okay, we need 500 cheering heads versus actually getting a cheer. And that's a problem. Can we say for certain that these are banked heads? According to the internet, which never lied to me before, (laughs) (laughs) they had somebody on a Discord that says, hey, I'm on SmackDown watching right now, and I see my head, and I'm not on my computer. Mm. So Your image is now property of WWE. Yeah, the image becomes, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just, that's terrible. It's just like... Everything was worked. And look, wrestling is about manipulating the audience, right? It was all about the carny background. Let's 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 work the marks, get people invested. But they took that away now because now you're just like, I guess you're working the people at home, but nobody's nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying the work. the The piped in noise even seems off. Listen, listen to me. Some of that piped-in crowd noise, I swear, is from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. I'm pretty sure that's a troll from Vince. But you listen. There is some cycles where it is Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Eight-bit. Yes, little Mac. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, this is Vince's dream, right? Vince, somewhere along the way, started hating the audience. That's my... That's my theory. It's my mm-hmm. working theory. He started hating hating the audience. Because remember, it got really big that the Raw after WrestleMania, it was always, we're taking over the show. That was the always the part of the show that could never be directed or controlled. They can try to take signs down, but they could not tell you who to boo or cheer for. And that started with... I'm not even saying John Cena. It was more obvious with John Cena, but I'm even going to go back to Diesel. I remember Mm -hmm. being in the locker room. Diesel had the belt, right? Big Kevin Nash. And there was a sign up there that just said, Diesel sucks. And I remember uh, Earl Hebner said, oh, we'll take that sign out. And I was just like, what? (laughs) How are you going to take that sign out? It was just like, oh, it's taped. It'll be fine. It's like, wow. And that's when it first started hitting me that I was just like, even if you were not over, they're going to make sure you're over. And I'm not saying Diesel wasn't over. He was. But I feel like 
the office of WWE wants when someone's over for everybody to love this person. And that's just not the case. That's not real life. Yeah, you don't. You can't control who the audience is going to like. Well, you can in the Thunderdome, mm. right? You can direct those heads. And uh, there was an article. I'm going to give him a shout out on 411, right? That uh, the heads were directed to uh, boo Randy Orton. It's just like, this isn't a sitcom with a laugh track. Because like you said earlier, now what are we watching? What are we watching? What are, is this wrestling anymore? Mm-hmm. Again, and like I mentioned before, the sound now is so clear of what the wrestlers are saying. It um, puts more emphasis on that, you know? It does. And so far, Nia Jax is the only one that benefited from, right? Her whole? What? <laughs> That's another show, but I mean, <laughs> uh, Yeah. My whole... <laughs> Where did, I don't know where that came from, but yeah. It was great, and I think she was just kind of like having fun. And and look, it was organic. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Yeah. It caught on, mm-hmm. and in, in a way, it started to get her over a little bit because she had a lot of heat for being too snug or hurting people, but she just did something real, and then the crowd enjoyed it. And that's what what they call sports entertainment, we call pro wrestling, always was. Let the crowd decide what's over because it's their money right yeah but here's the thing wasn't that line removed from the replay they've removed it but sh- they kept it alive yeah on social media because they couldn't <laughs> control that even though they're trying to control that too yeah right he wants access to all their accounts and i don't know something's gonna get lost and it's gonna turn into something like you said too shiny too polished uh and he- Here's the strange part of this whole story. Probably right now they have some of the most athletic and talented uh, wrestlers that they've ever had. Yeah. Ever. The roster is crazy great. Yeah. There's there's very little that they have something for everybody. And these guys can do everything. They can, but they're only doing what they're told. And that's what's not working because I don't know who's telling to do it, but it's not working. And look, my theory always was NXT worked better because that was really being produced by former wrestlers. And then the matches that always do better are like the matches that are produced by former wrestlers. You know, the the Roman Reigns-Uso cage match was phenomenal. And that was produced by Michael P.S. Hayes. Because that's somebody that all the way back to the 70s that understands psychology. Writers that are getting hired now, I think, are just going more about the creativity and not the psychology behind it. And it's making their creativity not very creative. Is it, um, are they a victim of having too many hours to fill? Yes. Oh, absolutely. They're just. Cr- it's money, right? There's no, they're not selling tickets to house shows anymore. Uh, pay-per-views, not really. They're driving people to their app, but now uh, Peacock's going to take care of that. They're driving people to somebody else's app. So all they have to do is keep filling in those revenue hours, you know, those dollars. But I still think even with those seven hours, you can come up with ways to still f- – Fill seven hours 
and it not feel like 20 hours. I think there's a way to fill seven hours and still be creative and it not feel stagnant like you're forcing in. They got plenty of talent. And look, maybe Vince was right all those years ago, was just like, when are we going to get rid of the ring? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the Orton Alexa Bliss thing did not need a ring. No. I don't want to dog it that much. I have feelings about it, but it's to me, it's like, at this point, what are we watching? Um, there's no match. It's not a promo. It's not a pre-taped. It's not... Um, that whole thing was just to unveil the, unveil the new Burnt Up Fiend, right? Right. Um, okay. <laughs> on the sh- on the pay-per-view before WrestleMania? Yeah. As the main event as of the, that pay-per-view. Um, just an odd... It's a strange choice, I think. Life in the fast lane. Sure enough to make you lose your mind. <laughs> no, oh. it was very strange that that was the main event. And it wasn't really a match. I don't want to blame the talent for this at all. The only thing that you can put on the talent, and I think Rock, the Rock said this a few years ago, that he just basically called it out and just said, grab it by the balls and just do what you want. And don't be afraid to lose your job. And there's too many people that were afraid to lose their job because it's the most money that they probably made and you're making a living as in professional wrestling. I mean, you're working at the pinnacle of the industry, right? Yeah. You're at the top. You're in the top game. We all grew up watching that. Yeah. And everybody knows what it is. You, anybody says pro wrestling, that's what they think of. Right. It's, it's the absolute top and you don't want to lose that spot. No. Um, but at the same time, not everybody can be a star, right? Um, where's the disco infernos? Oh, man. Where's the Norman Smiley's? Yes. You know? Where's <laughs> <The> big wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to lose. Yeah. And I feel when you don't book talent, as you called it, like yourself, enhancement talent, uh, folks that are out there to lose, um, you devalue your own guys. Yeah, because they're giving away a lot of free main events. Yeah. No, you're right. It's It's... It's a little bit dangerous, but I got a good example of somebody who says no and does their own thing. And now we have AEW because of it. And that's Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. He couldn't take it anymore. He realized I am a star and I'm going to go do it my way. And now we have a AEW. What if Cody was too nervous due to that? Worried about his father's legacy or this WWE is it, so I got to stay there. He would still be in the mid-card. Even though everything they gave him, he got it over. He sold everything. We did the Patrick Bateman really well. Yeah. Um, when he did the... Um, Stardust. The f- Stardust. Yeah. He did that face mask gimmick for a long time. He did. And he did. He got he got stuff over. And then he got himself over by leaving. And he said, I'm not going to do this anymore. Uh, CM Punk is another one. He said... I can't do this anymore. And he left. But he just completely left left the sport just out of frustration where yeah. he could have easily went to AEW and created a Monday Night War-like scenario. I don't think that would happen now, but it would have back then. It seems like the war is coming to an end, no? Yeah. It was 
the war that no one knew how to fight it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was just like, it felt a little forced. Mm-hmm. And it's a different time. It is. But again, I don't want to blame the talent because all they can do is say no and quit. But you can take some of these creatives to task, but then they would say, well, we're getting paid. We're still getting paid big money, so we don't have to do what you're saying. Who would you even lobby to to say that your creative is shit? Yeah. Not Vince, because He's- you can't... I can't imagine how everybody walks in eggshells around him. I remember Titus O'Neil, all he did was kind of tug on his shoulder, and they got him suspended. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, you know, Vince was taking heart attacks in strip clubs, hanging out with the boys, right? <laughs> or the legend of Shawn Michaels walking into his locker room and is like, how do I become a star in your company? Yeah. Where I don't think you can do that now. I saw even Undertaker in one of the backgrounds. He was background BTS videos. He had to wait for a while for Vince. Like, you don't get an audience with him anymore. So who do you complain to that is just like this creative is is, is stale? Again, it just makes me think Vince just doesn't like the fans. Well, according to uh, Dark Side of the Ring, which uh, I was I was watching those confidentials that you told me to watch. Um, Vince, um, they allude to Vince sort of um, turning against the audience after the screw job. Oh yeah. After that, he sort of developed his uh, you know heel owner persona rightfully so right that was we can do a whole we'll do another show another teaser yeah we're gonna just do all about dark side right right for sure but i'm just saying from that one they sort of allude to that that's where that began uh his disdain for the audience and guess what that was also organic right Mm -hmm. that wasn't planned so some of the biggest money-making matches they've ever had was born of something that happened organically, but they let it happen. What if Vince would have said, no, don't let him boo me. Just drown out, drown out the booze and have him cheer me and walk out. You know what they call that? Thunderdome. <laughs> Let's just, can you think of any pros of Thunderdome? Oh, is there an upside? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think one upside is we get a show. Yeah. For sure, we get a show in um in the current uh, in the current times we live in. Yeah. So, and I think sometimes I do get into it. I watch it, and it pulls me in. I get it. But I, I think I've told you about this before. I'll, I'll get into it. I'll hear the and you hear the cheers coming. Um, the this is awesome coming from Thunderdome crowd, and it pulls me in. And I'm into the narrative. I'm into the match. But I can't help my mind wanders, and I'm like, is are, the, are these cheers real? Is yeah. this really happening? Am I really enjoying this? Or am I being programmed <laughs> to enjoy this? There's your dark mirror. Black mirror. <laughs> but no, you're right. Some of the pros of the WWE does cutting edge technology better than any sport there is. All the NFL technology that's in use now all came from the XFL, all came from Vince McMahon. Vince saw cable coming. Vince called, saw pay-per-view coming. Vince saw over-the-top coming. So that's a pro. 
the technology is top notch. It looks so clean. And I don't even think that the heads are that bad if they were live, real heads. Now, I know you got to control some of it or somebody's going to use so-called mooners from Greece, right? They would be on there. So you got to control some of it. But I just don't like the idea of directing Cheers like it's a live studio audience with an old sitcom because everyone knows those laughs are fake. But that's it's closer to a sitcom than it is a pro wrestling match. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's what the fans want. We're you, me, all of us. We're all huge wrestling fans and we want it to succeed. But but we are getting a show this way, so that is a positive. And it looks great. I don't know if it's really award winning, but they say it's award winning. Yeah. But it's a it's a cool spectacle to look like. The and spectacle's I'm, all there. Yeah. They kill it as far as spectacle. Everything. Everything looks amazing. I think for the for the for the boys and the the ladies in the back, you know, they come out of the ring, that's gotta feel very like just like looking around seeing all these heads is the same thing. Not as much because you can't feed off there's an energy that you can't explain that you feed off of on a live audience. So that's why I wanted to be a little bit more alive. But I don't know. What do you think are some of the perks of the Thunderdome? I don't, I, uh, aside from that, <laughs> I don't know what the pros are aside from that. I, I don't, um, I feel like it's right now it's serving a purpose and filling a need, but are we going to continue to do this when things change? Um, once, once, once the powers that be know that they can have a, they can control the reactions now. Why go back to not being able to do that? Yeah, I think the jury's out. If it's gonna, they've already canceled all house shows, so that's gone. And I loved house shows, and I think so. They're gone for good. They're gone for good. Wow. Yeah, they're, they, they basically proved a profit without having them. So now it's work for home for pro wrestlers too, right? Because mm-hmm. they'll have that one studio that they work of that they'll got in. What do they call it? Like when you in Vegas, not an internship. What do you get when an, an um, entertainer has a? It's residency. Residency. Okay, because they had a residency in. Orlando, and then they have their residency at Tropicana Field right now, and that's about to end. So, I guess it's to be determined if it's going how it's going to continue after Mania, which is going to be the first show that has live fans back. That's another, yeah, and an- I think another topic, man. But I can tell you when those wrestlers, you know, AEW has already had those live wrestlers coming. So when you're performing in front of those, those WWE performers are going to be so happy. They are going to be so psyched. I mean, they're literally, it's going to up any, you know, five-star matches, another star, because you're just going to have so much adrenaline pumping in front of live people. What's it going to turn into beyond Thunderdome? Hopefully something good, because let's face it. I mean, we're going to continue to watch, I just want to watch more. I feel like I'm watching less because I'm not drawn in to watch more. Right. You end up 
uh, and maybe this is a problem with the internet. You get, you end up more drawn into the backstage politics and the and the and the scoops and the gossip and the and the dirt sheets because we know that's real. Just like I want, I want to give. You gave me Kfe, and I want to give Kfe back. I don't want it anymore. I want to, <laughs> I want to suspend my belief. <laughs> I want to believe that those heads on the screen are really there, really cheering, mm-hmm. and it's not Kenny Omega from two weeks ago. Yep. You know, after he just smoked a blunt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to believe that. <laughs> We're open to the magic trick. Just show it. Yeah, exactly. We won't ask questions. Look, wrestling, again, has been, like we said it earlier, has been nothing but, it's all about manipulating the audience. But now you're getting too manipulative. <laughs> Not that kind of manipulating yeah, exactly. the audience. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much. It's just like, do less. Uh, and again, I'd be curious to, uh, we should get somebody on here that's uh, teens, someone in the teens, a teen wrestling fan mm-hmm. that doesn't remember. I don't want anyone to remember the attitude error. I want post-attitude error uh, point of view. Well, there's got to be plenty of those. Right? Yeah. We're, we're far enough removed. Yeah, ruthless aggression and on. That's what I want. And just to say, what do you think? Because it's not fair to for for anyone who's been watching as long as we've been watching. It's not fair because we've seen how high it can get. So, like, even when it's just so so, this might be somebody's height, and I and I'd love to hear why. Because again, we love the sport. We're talking about it because we love it. We're not talking about it because we hate it. Yeah. We want it to. We want it to work, and we want it to succeed. We don't want it to go the w- way of roller derby, no. <laughs> which I still love too. Roller <laughs> derby is great. Yeah, but yeah, we just um, we want to. I don't want to say enjoy it more, but maybe. Yeah. I, I. You know, we're we're a willing audience. We're here. Yeah. You know, we're showing up for all seven <laughs> hours. Oh man, was that the uh, was that the breakout with? Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn is like, I got you lemons. Yeah, my baby wants lemons. I get her lemons. <laughs> I didn't want you to just get me lemons. I wanted you to want to get me lemons. <laughs> are, are we being too big? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll be sucking on those lemons on uh, WrestleMania weekend, no matter how we slice it. And hopefully we come out the other side better for it and not more frustrated. We'll see you on Peacock. Yes. Boom, boom, boom.